Welcome back to another episode of The Running Sprint. We're joined once again by our main interviewee of the last podcast, Milos Nikodin, still in Kenya. Um, Milos, we're going to kick off this one with the first question. of, you know, Since you're on a training camp, what's the best uh, training camp story you've got from over your years competing for Czech? The best training camp story? Yeah. So, it's hard to say. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, have I saw really, your I Instagram have... story. You were trapping a chicken the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the fun. I had even better story recently. The lady just in front of our accommodation. There is a there is a grocery shop, a small one. But when they found found out that we are like thirteen foreigners here, they opened the restaurant for us. So so we can we don't have to cook for ourselves, and they are, they can earn some small money. So one day I went there to to ask what's going what's going to be for dinner and i met a small small kenya lady in a nike suit like she looked like a runner and she was she was asking me what, what's my distance what's my discipline and i was like should i explain what orienteering means no 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 i'm i'm not i'm not going for it so i said like half marathon and and she she replied with yeah yeah i'm, I'm focusing on marathon and that was it. We said we said hello, and uh, I went back home. And the day after, I found out on Instagram that there is a world record holder, Bridget Koske, in Eton. No way! And I, and I asked our our landlord, like, yeah. is it possible that I met this girl just in front of our house? And she, <gasps> he was like. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. So I was like, so, oh, I didn't recognize a girl who's having a world record in a marathon. <laughs> oh, my and, gosh. Oh, I felt so bad. I felt so bad. <laughs> I didn't, uh, like, yeah, I didn't explain that I'm orienteer. So I felt like, okay, I'm a long-distance runner, and I don't know this. <laughs> what, what, what the hell? What is she thinking? Like, come on, you should know who I am. Come on. She, she's fishing oh, yeah, for you to ask for an autograph. She's like, come on, mate, this yeah, is how it normally works. That was so awkward. I was so, so bad, so bad. <laughs> well, that is not and where I was well, expecting you to go. That story. <laughs> yeah, and and we are we are living in a in a guest house of the Saina Betsy, and she was fifth at the. 10k in a Rio Olympics oh. and I told her this story and she was like yeah be careful she just got divorced and uh, she can be interested in you so <laughs> she's, she's like on a hub I was like mm. <laughs> wow good training partner yeah no not possible dude I can I would be it would be possible to hold on like 10 15 kilometers you know yeah, the time point. she has? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's a, like 2.14, two four, isn't it? 2.14.04. Yeah, it's like 3.10 three per K for the whole marathon. Yeah, <laughs> Crazy. yeah that's not happening. <laughs> you can hold no the shoe way, back. No way. Yeah, I can hold like two. few kilometers uh, would be okay. <laughs> uh, and then, I guess, taking it to uh, to your interior, I think we... um probably know your your favorite disciplines along i guess yeah 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 exactly. um, what's the uh what's the biggest mistake you've ever made in the long race though or seen anyone else make oh yeah my biggest 
orienteering mistake in a long distance or I regret the most is a walk selection. It's a walk selection 2011 for France. I was running such a good, such a good race. Actually, it was the year after they had a World Cup 2010. That was my first World Cup in a senior class in France as a junior. I think I it was a long distance also. And Thierry ran it like 90 minutes and I was there like 170 minutes. I was oh. totally lost, totally out of energy. And the year after, in the same terrain, we had a selection races and I was such a badass. I was running such a good race. But then I got lost in those scrubs, or how to say, like those really broken, uh, rocky ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. I lost like eight minutes on one leg. And I got beaten by one or two minutes by Daniel Haig. And he got the place at the World Champs, and I oh. didn't. So this is, this is my worst mistake ever in my career. I could have started two years uh, before I, I did. So no, I think nice. I wouldn't make a hole in in the orienteering world like 21 years old, but at least I would have an experience. I think it's such important stuff to have. Like in the yeah. beginning, you like not everyone is like Casper Fosser, showing as a junior and uh, winning a silver medal at work. It was the home ground, but still, it was such an impressive result. Yeah. Some of us need to build up. (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are still building. Well, yeah, experience counts a lot in orienteering. So, yeah, I I think that's a good point. (laughs) Uh, So we heard a little bit in the main interview, Milos, about your uh, your kind of opinion on and your your vocal about the different issues in orienteering at the moment. What do you think is the, the best thing and the worst thing about orienteering right now? The best thing is that you can do it anyway, even in the COVID situation. But the worst thing about orienteering, no competitions. <laughs> <laughs> I know. During the preparation, it's pretty okay. But I'm such, I'm missing uh, competitions such, such a lot. Uh, yeah, really a lot. Like the international, we had some local competitions, but it was just a small replacement of the whole international season. Mm. Mm. What was the... What was the biggest one you missed out on last year, do you think? If you could go and do one lap from last year, which would it be? Like, like, actually, last year I was really thinking about skipping like the whole international season just to focus on a home walk because it was okay. it was mainly in a sprint season, sprint. And I was told that I should do at least the European champs in Estonia. And I don't like the trains in Estonia, so I was like, eh. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll do it. And suddenly everyone had the same program. <laughs> Like like skipping the season, and yeah, the worst was not meeting all my international friends. Like I really like to see see the guys hanging out with, and at least having a train common training camps. It would be a lot of training camps in Czech. I I, I would say, like yeah. a lot of teams would come. There's like, and I miss seeing my teammates from Okaline because there was. No reason to go there. No Tio Milano, Yukola. It would be hard to travel. Yeah, having a PVT in China together with you. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, Actually, it was, be an, it was supposed to be a Nepal, no? Yaroslav oh, really? was talking about a Nepal, yeah. 
like having having a sprint sprint in an apple that would be like awesome that'd be so hard that would be amazing (laughs) and it would be it would be possible to like combine with some chips in them yeah in those mountains that would be awesome oh my god staying staying there longer that is a seriously good like bucket list place to go orienteering like uh, on a dream list of places to go and speaking of what's what is the best place you've ever orienteered oh that's a hard question as well (laughs) i have to dig deep dig deep like the china was of course like nice experience because it's totally something different, like running through the bamboo field, bamboo forest or rice fields, like in a 2012. That was awesome. But uh, I would stay with like alpine terrain. Open alpine terrain is such a such a mess. I love it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, to be fair, yeah, when you're up in that high alpine stuff, it is lush. And something feel- like uh, that European champs in Ticino. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, that's good. Or like the Swiss five five days. Oh, Swiss O meetings always. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. No, no, I was going to say in Zermatt and when you're under the Matterhorn on the glacier fields, that is pretty special. Yeah, with the view on uh, from Zermatt to, yeah. Mm. And then just the last one I was going to ask is, what's the dream place if you could go anywhere to, uh, to race right now? What would it be? But maybe it's Nepal. I think when I saw maps from uh, World Champs in the USA, I, I think it was 96 or something. Ooh. That looked really awesome. I would like to experience this. It was like really wilderness, like in Scandinavia, no pathways at all. The map looked yeah. awesome. So maybe the middle distance at the World Games next year. Mm. Yeah, they're down in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Where was that world? Where was that world champs in the states? Where whereabouts in America was it? I think it was like New York. Have, yeah, state, maybe. I have no idea, but I I just remembered the map from the long distance, and it looks amazing. Mm. Yeah, there is the California O Week in July this year. Really? Yeah. I reckon you could get some because it's up at Lake Tahoe where the American Olympic team trains before well, they go out. Yeah. So you get some high altitude training in before the end of the season. Cool. That's the invite so much for free. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. If anyone from the organization is listening, I do take requests. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're sponsored by we them can do sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We, we can make a deal for some advertisements. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or like uh, Alia, Alia, Alaska would be nice to do orienteering in, but oh I would gosh. be scared of the animals. <laughs> too many be... bears. Yeah, too many bears. Definitely bears. <laughs> yeah, like oh, I remember yeah. the vi- video of Saren Bobach running uh, in Canada. I think he was running yes. in Canada with a, with a head cam and he, he met a bear. But it, it, it was a small bear, but still. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bear. <laughs> it's a bear. I met a bear actually as well in Slovenia, but uh, in a forest. And you've survived really? to tell the tale. Yeah, I just saw him and then turned around and ran out, <laughs> ran out of the forest. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Good plan. Definitely a good idea. Definitely. Um, well, on that note, hopefully there's no bears in um, 
in Kenya to disrupt the training. I don't know, alright, don't worry. Or, or <laughs> the Czech Republic, yeah. Um, but no, best of luck for the rest of the training camp and uh, and walk as well, Milos, and thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Nice to, nice to see you again, guys, at least this way.